Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of R&B Podcast. Yo. We never know how to start this thing. We always fight about who's going to like say hello because both of us are awkward people. It's Looking. just like one of those things where it's like, it's time for you to do something and you're like, uh, <laughs> how do I jump in? How do I do this? It's a year later and we're still struggling. <laughs> I'm like, Robert, what do I say? <laughs> I'm like, what, how, what do other people say to start a podcast? They usually have some like music. It's like, nee, 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 nee. and then they're like, welcome back. <laughs> I mean... We do that too. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> How was your week? So another week in the corporate world. <laughs> <laughs> in corporate uh, America. It was, it was good. Um, I'm realizing that I really like my job. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, the people that I work with, we've been, like I said before, we're just having really like deep conversations like podcasts, like how we talk on here. And it's like, I usually don't do that with people that I don't know. So it's very surprising that they're able to to keep to up engage on that in level. that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my first paycheck for mm-hmm. like the first half week or whatever and it was it was busting. And then um, also I found out that we that they're going to give us $350 to like spend on clothes and I'm like, "What?" You better get yourself some nice like wh- <laughs> you were like I already bought clothes, I'm going to buy like one luxury item. <laughs> I know, right? Just one big thing. Yeah, but I'm like <laughs> the fact that your job is like giving you money to buy clothes, I'm like Cuz they need you to look good. That's why you could never come to work and be like, I couldn't afford it. Because they're like, <laughs> yes. Deadass. You could. <laughs> Speaking of expensive shit, Latif has been trying to get me to like, he's like, oh, look at this brand. It would look so good on you, Dion Lee. And I was like, okay. So he like tagged me in his dress. <laughs> and he's like, it's not that expensive. for one dress yes i was like bitch he's like well i mean you know relative to other luxury brands i was like go to hell (laughs) well you got money huh (laughs) i'm like when unemployment hits and you don't know how to act damn um but anyways i i think i mentioned this last time but i'm i started clinical at the hospital again oh yeah how was that it wasn't bad actually um our days are longer now, but we like got out early just because it was like the first day. Um, and I was like paired up. I was shadowing this nurse and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so sweet. Because, you know, usually when you get pa- paired up with nurses, they're so, they're like Some fucking can be bitchy. Assholes, yeah. They're bitchy and they don't want to talk to you and they don't want to help you. They get annoyed. She was so nice answering questions. We were kikiing together. I was like, <laughs> yes. It was just you and her? Yeah, it was just me and her. And she had like, she, I liked her patients too. Like two of them were like funny. Um, and then the other one, she was like, I feel bad, but she was like, not like, I'm on a neuro floor. So she was like, cognitively just like, not there. Mm-hmm. Um, so she like, literally no conversation. And she was like, on contact precautions. So I did not step my ass in that room. I was like, <laughs> hell no. But anyways, they have us like, wearing, like, you, when you come into the hospital, you have, they like, take your temperature, you gotta change into their mask. And then I have to wear a face shield. Why if is it their mask? That's weird. Because they want to make sure that you have a new mask, mm-hmm. like that you're not bringing anything into the hospital, um, and so I did all that. And like, if I'm in, if I'm gonna go into a patient's room, I have to wear the face shield too. So I mean, you feel pretty protected, you know. Um, but I, I mean, I'm just, I'm glad I had a good first day because now I don't feel like I'm dreading going back, yeah. you know. So then, do you feel like you're like warming up to the whole like nursing thing as a whole? I think so. Like, it's not. I think more I was, more so before I was so nervous and so pressed that I just like 
had anxiety towards it. I didn't want to go. And now I'm just like kind of chilling because I'm like, I've been doing this for like a year, year and a half now. Like I feel fine. I kind of know what I'm doing. Yeah. And so it's like more comfortable, you know? Well, I'm talking about like towards like the end, like, you know how like you're about to graduate and stuff. Are you mm-hmm. like more comfortable with like, okay, I'm going to get a job like, in the apply. hospital and I'm going to work in the hospital. I'm going to be a nurse. I don't know, man. Then paychecks, uh, Fine dining restaurants be hitting. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you can do both though. I mean, you'd be dying though. I'd be dying. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. We're gonna see. But I. I don't know. I kind of want to wait for the like pandemic to chill out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that's Loki. Just an excuse. It's like, when is it ever gonna? Chill I know. Out? Yeah. I'm like three years later, and they're like why are you just applying now? I'm like, listen, baby, I was scared. I'm just trying to like, you know, wait till it cooled out. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're going to do IVs soon. And I'm Ooh. like, but it's like, just like, it's going to be me and Roxanne going. Shout out to Roxanne too. She's been listening to the podcast. And she's going to be like, what the fuck? When she hears her name. But shout out to Roxanne. She's been listening and she likes our podcast and it means so much to us. Hey, so you were able to like choose your partner for who you wanted to do it with? Well, we have to go get checked off or whatever. Oh, so. okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're going to use like the fake arm or whatever. Yeah, which I think I'll be fine, especially since it's not a big group. So why did, why did, why was Roxanne like, oh yeah, you can do it on me? Because we want to practice. It's not this like. Y'all going to do it? <laughs> Bitch, you're going to be passing? <laughs> I know. Like she's going to do it to you and you're going to do it to her? Well, she offered that I could do it to her. And I was like, well, I mean... You're like, I guess you can do it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I might, I'm like, probably going to pass out. Though. So, I mean, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But I, I don't know if it's going to get that far. Mikey said I could do it on him, too. So, I'm like, y'all are bold. It's just intense. Intense. I couldn't do it on you because you'd pass out, too. I don't think I would pass out, but... I think you would. I would, like, be looking at you the whole entire time. Like, oh, God, I can't doing? even think about it. <laughs> and just the the idea that you, like, might not know what you're doing. <laughs> I'm like, you want to give you a needle, stick... Hell fucking no. Don't sound like... That's a setup. Mm-mm. Can't think about it too hard. <laughs> so the 2020 still had the option to get worse, and it did. And recently, I was just... Yesterday. It was a year, yeah, literally yesterday I was on my phone like scrolling and shit and I saw that Chadwick uh, Bozeman died and I'm like, no. what? He died of like colon cancer and I'm like, I didn't even... No one knew that he was had sick. Had no fucking idea. Yeah. So that means that he had it while he was shooting for Black Panther and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy because I'm like, how did you not look sick? Yeah. Like he was going through surgeries and chemo and all of these different treatments because he had stage three cancer. It wasn't like it was new, you know? And I, I just like, just admire him so much for doing that and it just goes to show that like where there's a will there's a way and you know he was still pursuing his dreams and doing what he loved even though he was dying yeah and there was i know that like people started noticing because he was getting skinny Mm -hmm. yeah so people were pointing that out or whatever but it's just really sad because he was just such a pillar in the black community he Mm -hmm. just he stood for like so much you know like the first, like, I mean, he did, he had plenty of roles, but the, for, like, Black Panther being such a big, huge, mainstream, like, Movie. we've never had, like, something like that mm-hmm. for, like, you know, our race, and it's, like, for the main character, it's just, it's just now getting big, it just got into the Avengers, like, 
they I'm pretty sure they've already finished filming for Black, for Black Panther 2, but it's like, okay, oh, so wow. what happens now? I feel like I don't even want to see it because it just makes me so sad. Yeah. It makes me so sad and like just so many terrible things have already happened this year. I, I just like can I can't even like digest it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I've been seeing people saying, oh, like rest in peace. Rest in peace. I'm like scrolling past it because I'm just like, this is making me so depressed. Yeah. You know, like when my friends like two people sent it to me and i'm like oh my god how because i was at work when they sent it and i was i assumed because of his age and how sudden it was that he died in like a car accident or something like that colon cancer is something that like older people get Mm -hmm. you know so i'm like for him to get it at like 39 40 i'm like what the fuck yeah it's just so unexpected and 43 is just really young like you have so much more life to live yeah it's, it's just sad, you know? Sad. I was talking to Latif and I was like, that's why you have to, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, like, tell the people that you love, that you love them. Mm-hmm. Like, let them know. And then he said he loved me and I was like, babe. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, that's 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 true. And I definitely need to get, like, better at that. I I'm horrible I, at it. I think I do it with, like, my actions, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I hate saying I love you. Oh, it's so cringe. I, I swear because I don't mind saying it in like a in like a casual way. What like love you, dude? Like like because I I think I've, I've I don't know I've, I haven't said I love you to you. Hell no! <laughs> but it's because you would be weird about it. <laughs> so it's like it's different with like other people, you know. Like with my I've said I love you to like Josh and Cassie and all them. Yeah. And like with like with like even like I'm getting into the practice of you told Alicia. Guy, no. Okay. She'd also be worried about it. Just you and Alicia are the same. Because we're Jamaican. <laughs> Emotions are like, mm-mm. Do not show emotion, bitch. <laughs> but yeah, even with like my like guy friends and shit, I try to like give out hugs and stuff because it's like you need Aww, to like break that like thing. That you barrier. Know? Like, why is it weird? You know. And that goes into today's topic: misconceptions. <laughs> so today, guys, we want to talk about um, misconceptions that we had like growing up. You know, things that people told you that life was going to be like or that people were going to be like that are not motherfucking true. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, one of the misconceptions that we thought of was that if a man is not overtly um, masculine, then he's gay. Yeah. Or if he shows emotion, he's gay. Mm-hmm. And I know that, like, I believe that for a long, not the whole, like, gay part, but for me, it was just soft. Yeah. Like, he's not, he's less of a Less man. of a man, yeah. Yeah, so, I know that now that that's not that's true. That's why he doesn't be crying about yeah, anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Brittany, if I'm crying, it's because I'm, like, going through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, I think Brittany's only saw me cry a couple times. Like, it hasn't yeah. been, like, a bunch. But like, You only yeah. see me cry a couple times, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, let's keep it that way. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just one of those things where, like I said, I think I've said it on the podcast already once before. I was just raised that, like, if you're, like, gonna cry or whatever, just, like, suck that shit in. Mm. and it's just it doesn't it doesn't help it and, doesn't help yeah and to me i i think it's you show more strength with like showing that vulnerability because mm-hmm. it's weird when something drastic happens that you just are just not reacting to it it's like or it's like you you're reacting internally but not externally because yeah. you're afraid of the judgment mm-hmm. of it you know and it's not one of those things where it's like okay well just cry later. Yeah. Like, no, I feel it right now. I yeah. need to cry right now. I know I still I still feel weird doing it in front of, like, girls. Like, I, 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 I was fine doing it in front of you because I, I've known you for a really long time. But, yeah. like, say I'm just, like, now just starting to, like, casually date somebody or whatever. Like, 
and something drastic happened and I like needed to like cry, I would still feel really uncomfortable doing it in front of that person. So you feel comfortable in front of guys? No. I don't feel comfortable in front of everybody. Mm. Like Josh <laughs> and them have never seen me cry. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like nothing's really happened mm-hmm. where they were there to even see you cry though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there was like that, that thing that happened with my mom that one time. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that like that was some that was a point. See, because that was a situation where I had no choice. Like, I was I was gonna cry regardless. Regardless, you know, like something that drastic is not even. I don't have the choice to not cry. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's a physical reaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, that that situation was like crazy. So I don't think that men who show emotion are unattractive at all. I I know that growing up, I. Felt like, okay, it was okay for girls to cry because that's expected of a girl Mm because girls are supposed to be like emotional, whatever. But then guys are supposed to be like big and macho and they don't cry, whatever. But obviously being an adult now, I understand that those are just like societal like gender roles that, you know, we place on each other. Mm -hmm. It's not an actual like biological fact. Um, And I have had like guys cry in front of me and yeah, it's like I do respect you for being able to be that vulnerable. But every time... Like, okay, this is the entire time that we've been talking. <laughs> this memory keeps <laughs> popping up in my head of like, I was dating this guy and he was so overprotective of me and he would never want me to like wear anything um, that showed my body or anything like that. Like he was just, he would like try to block me from people's view low key. And like, if what do you he might block you, like stand like, okay, so one time I was, like, wearing a skirt, and I bent I bent down to get something, but I didn't, like, bend over and not bend my knees. Like, I went down. Yeah. You know, I bent my knees. Like, mm-hmm. I got whatever off the floor that I was supposed to get. But he's still wa- standing behind me, making sure no one's looking at my skirt. I'm like, <laughs> no one can see anything. Yeah. And he would, like, if we were, like, walking together and he saw a guy check me out, it would, like, annoy him. I'm like, oh, God. So one time he was like, oh, I just feel like he's, like, blowing up about it oh i feel like it's just like you know it's just like a it's like hoary or something like that like it's like slutty and i'm just like you did not (laughs) just judge me by the clothes that i wear so i was like pissed about it and then later he cried he's like crying to me in the car like i'm sorry i said that like i don't i didn't mean it i don't think that of you that was so messed up about boohoo crying and i said i'm gonna break up with him and that's just the one thing that keeps popping up in my head because it's not it's not the fact that he had emotions it's the reason it's the reason behind why he was crying Mm -hmm. it i felt disgusted when he started crying, I was like, "You!" I was like, "I know this nigga is not crying." I look over, he's like crying. I'm like, and then you know, at that point, you feel like you have to console them. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the other thing is that that's a that's another reason why I don't really like crying. Oh I'm like, yeah. I don't want the person to that console I'm, you. Yeah, to feel mm-hmm. like I, they have to like do something about it. Like yes, because every time I cry in front of my mom, she like tries to hug me, and me and my mom do not hug. So I'm like. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, it's fine, mom. Let me cry. I cry about everything. I'm I'm a crier. Yeah. You know, like anything that I see that's sad or cute, I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's so weird because like I can muster up some like emotions for like TV shows and shit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I, I can like, right? we were cry crying. during that. Yeah. Bitch, that's I'm, what I'm saying something like I guess because you get an emotional attachment to the characters and stuff. Yeah, but why don't I have emotional attachment in real life? 
<laughs> you do though you do but I guess nothing's happened to somebody in real life to make me be like that no one's dying in a plane crash yeah. that you know of yeah sorry for the spoiler <laughs> um, but yeah I, when I binge watch Grey's Anatomy I, I was crying every episode. And, and it's crazy because I'll be like, and then like the episode would end and it'll be like silent and I'm like still crying and I'm like, well, time to get it back together. That or like a fucking like Homer Bound, like movies with like dogs. Oh, yes. Like, bitch, if a dog is dying, I am boo fucking crying. Boo-hoo Marley and me. Mm-mm. The first time, okay, so I, <laughs> growing up, you know how people would always like cry in TV shows or cry from watching TV shows or movies? I was like, I can never relate to that because I'm like, what? The first time I ever cried for a TV show, sorry, spoiler alert for anyone that watches House. I mean, House is super old, so I feel like everyone has watched it. But like at the, the last episode, I don't watch that show. Where Wilson died, bitch, boohoo crying. And that was the first time I was like, damn, this is what it feels like. Anyways, I feel like we totally got off topic. <laughs> Back to our misconceptions. Do you want to give one? Or no, go ahead. Okay. So, um, no sex before marriage. That's something for me that I grew up thinking was like the norm. I grew up Catholic. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but we would go to church every Sunday. I would mm. go to Sunday school and it was just... And I grew up in an area where the people that I was friends with were also religious. And so we would like, you know, as a teenager, you talk about like, oh, do you think you're going to like have sex before you get married? (laughs) Stuff like that. And I'm a very sexual human being. So, of course, I'm like in my in my like brain i'm like hell no i'm not gonna wait but then like i i felt bad for saying that i'm like wow am i a whore you know is that terrible i I don't really think i don't think anything about it either way you know like if you decide that you know that's something that you want to hold on to and you want to like cherish for like your wedding day then that's fine and if you but i just thought it was so much more common do you know what i mean like when i was little i thought it was like like most people waited until marriage is what I thought is what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was like, you were an outlier for not waiting, um, until you were married to have sex. Like having sex on your wedding night was supposed to be like the first time that you ever have sex. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being like, something about that doesn't sound right, (laughs) but I don't want you to call me a whore. Yeah. That's definitely not what it is today, but I'm like, at the same time, it's like kind of flip flopped now, so the people who do wait are like Weird, looked down right? upon. And I'm I like, don't think they're looked down upon. I just think that. Well, I think they are looked down upon. Oh, I go, okay. So I don't look down upon them. I just think that it's a. I think that it, you should have explored your partner that you're choosing to spend the rest of your life with in every way before you get married, because mm. like there is such thing as sexual compatibility you know and some people are really sexually compatible and then others are not sexually compatible even if emotionally and in every other way you're compatible you know you might not like it and of course you can always like people always say you can teach them to do what you want whatever but like to me it's more so about like the energy between you two um and it's either there but I guess oh, I guess if you have like a positive energy, you guys are like in love and you guys are willing to like be together, then you can like, you know, like mm. I feel like that wouldn't be like a blockade, you know, like you because you know what you like as a person. The reason why I say this 
because it's happened to me before, okay? Because I like this person. And then we had sex and I was like, oh, hell But was it like the first time you had sex? Yes. Okay, well, the first time is always weird no. with a new partner. No, no, I, I thought that since the first time. What do you, you know mean? what I mean? Like, like, we had sex for the first time and then every subsequent time after that, I was like, absolutely not. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, okay, first time jitters, whatever. Yeah. It was just like, uncomfortable did you ever like verbalize it yeah hell yeah you did um because i'm like i think that's really important like you need to be very communicative of what it is that you like and what you don't like because yeah if you're gonna like leave somebody for something that they that you that you don't like yes. you never tell them yes I, like, I, sp- I spoke about it and those are really awkward conversations to have but mm-hmm. i did have it because i was like there's no way that i can go on and not say anything mm-hmm. um so yeah i did have the conversation um it, it improved a little bit, but it was still just, there's too many things that you are or are not doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just awkward. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to have a full-on lecture about, like, this yeah, and that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. There has yeah. to just be a natural passion, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can, like, tweak it. Yeah. But I cannot teach you how to do this. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> well, like, BRB while I go throw up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, somebody's, I think I actually had this conversation at work. It wasn't about, like, sex, but it was about, like, if somebody who was, like, mediocre in terms of, like, looks and stuff like that, but they were, like, good in bed. busting the scale in terms of, like, personality and shit, mm. would you be willing to, like, give them the chance and, like, teach them sexually or whatever, you know? And it's like so they're not cute, but they have a really good personality. Like yeah, you have that genuine um, that but, genuine connection. Well, it depends on like if I f- so okay, I can have a genuine connection with someone and still not want to date them. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you know I'm auto- automatically going to want to date you just because our personality. Well, I guess there's, they're fit. saying in that way. Like obviously you're you're looking at that person in that way. Um, and they like you know they're like mediocre in terms of like looks and shit, but like their yeah, personality. Yeah, I, like, I mean I'll go on dates and stuff like with them. I've I've done that too. i've actually done that too um i dated someone that i wasn't necessarily super physically attracted to but we were like best friends our personalities that got along really well whatever um and eventually it just kind of caught up like Mm. you know you know what i'm saying because you have to like i don't give a fuck what anyone says you have to be physically attracted to that person Mm -hmm. i don't give a fuck what anyone says yeah i mean there has to be some kind of like yeah 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 and so eventually like it was like okay it's fine it's fine it's fine and then like that veil slowly comes off once like the honeymoon phase is over because like we still had a really good relationship friendship but i was like i cannot see myself doing this for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. so then like i need my head out (laughs) i I probably sound so horrible right now (laughs) i'm just being honest yeah you know what I mean? Because, like, people try to, f- f- like, front, like, oh, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? It's what's inside that counts. I'm like, yes, you are so right. But I have to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. And that's a physical thing. I need to, like, f- like look at you and be like, I want to suck your dick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, straight up. No, yeah, I get it. Because, I mean, like, but obviously you're not going to ever... Why would you even try if somebody you're not attracted to at all? That doesn't make I never sense. said that. Like, so, I, he wasn't the most, like, there was things about, like, his look that I wasn't into. I didn't think he was, like, ugly or anything like that. Like, I, um, I, I thought he was cute, but there was just other things that were not within, like, what I 
find attract. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I guess it, I, every person's different, and it's just all measured differently. You know, like yeah, some people, exactly. some people really do. Because this girl who works with me in the office, she was just saying how like sex to her is overrated. You know, like she was like it's, it's there's other things that are better. Well, she she was just saying that it's just something that like everybody makes it seem like it's like the pinnacle and like. This mm-hmm. is like the top, the t- to be top of the mountain. And she's like, it's not. she's like, to me, it's overrated. She's yeah, like, but everyone's different. Yeah. She's like being able to just like sit next to somebody, having a conversation with them, having them in my space and genuinely enjoy the company to me is 10 times better than sex. Yeah. yeah. I, and like, I, and I, this is not me saying that sex is the most important thing in a relationship. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that like, it is a factor. A part with, of the relationship. It's a part yeah. of your relationship. And yeah. if you're going to be stuck let me say stuck but if you're gonna be with someone one person for the rest of your life like he better be hitting all the the checkpoints you know what i mean like with communication and like loyalty trust like um like humor whatever but also we need to have some good sex yeah i think that's the issue though because like it's really hard to find somebody to hit every single checkbox. I mean, like your most important things. Like, you know what, what? What do you look for in a person? Like, it they have to check those boxes off. Not saying that they're going to be perfect. There's obviously going to be things that you have to compromise on. But you know how there's like key things that you're like, like you have to have these yeah. in order for my... I don't know my, if I have key things. Mine Weird. is like humor and um, like loyalty and... yeah i'm trying to think of like do i have any key things i think you just haven't dated enough to figure that out to be honest probably yeah because obviously the more people that you date the more you know what you like and what you don't like and you don't ever date anyone it's just that i like i'll talk to people and i'm like you know but you don't get like further because i'm like if i don't feel the genuine connection then that's just that Mm -hmm. so to me it's not like a thing though it's not like i'm checking off like a thing it's just kind of like a package well, duh, but within that package... Yeah, I know, but I don't things. know what the things are. It's just a feeling. Yeah, like, because I can feel, you haven't... Well, so I'm saying. I can feel when it's not... When there's not a genuine connection. When the, I'm not genuinely interested. So, that's one thing, then. You have to have, like, a connection mentally. I think that's the only mentally. thing, as of, as of right now. I mean, like, I've, of course, like, I want to be physically attracted. And my... I found out one of my biggest things is that... Because I'm actually... Like, I was talking and are dealing with somebody right now, and I'm like... Dealing with somebody right now? <laughs> the biggest thing is that I'm the one who's always, like, reaching out and shit. Oh, And like, I don't like... It's not, it's not that I don't like that. I don't mind doing it. But if I don't feel the reciprocation of the action, yeah. then I feel like, what am I doing? Like, you need to feel wanted in, in yeah, a way. Yeah, exactly. I think that, mm-hmm. like, girls... They don't mind taking. They don't mind taking it. the attention and like being like, oh yeah, like being flirty, flirty back and stuff like that. But for them to like reach back out to you, it like. I think it's a pride thing. Like I don't want to text first. People always say that I don't want to text first. Yeah. You know what I mean. But I'm like, if I want to talk to you, I'm gonna fucking text you. Yeah. Whatever. It's just stupid. It's just it's, so that's one of the things that's like, it's a, definitely a turnoff for me. And I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm gonna keep doing it just because. I just don't like the whole like game of it. The whole game. Oh of, like, my gosh. I'm gonna text you. You're not gonna text me. I have to wait. I have to wait you. three hours before yeah. I respond. Yeah, and she's a she's a nurse, so I get that she's busy. I'm also busy, but it's like to you me, you can make the you time. You make the time for the people you want to talk to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because like, I mean, I'm in nursing school, and so I'm like obviously like shadowing nurses, and then bitches be on the phone all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're not sitting. Like obviously, like there's days where you're really busy, but like they're. I, people are texting mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so yeah. whatever yeah so that's that's like one of the that's definitely a thing that i know would be a quote-unquote deal breaker i guess 
Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So it's stuff like that, you know? Like, I um, I think I've dated enough just to know certain things that I would enjoy in a partner. Like, humor, massive thing. I think humor is a big thing, too. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. There's another thing. Um, because I I'm feel like... motherfucker. I know. Wait, me? No. Yeah, boring. The fuck? I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, like that girl that I was talking to that one time. I, was, that's exactly who yeah. I was thinking about. Because bomb I was as, like... She's bomb as fuck, but... She's pretty, but there ain't nothing else there, baby. Um, that's what I was thinking rocks. about. I was yeah. like, I was like looking at you, like Robert. <laughs> Robert, you don't remember that? You don't remember that? Yeah. So our next, our next common <laughs> misconception would have to be that your twenties will be the best time of your life. <laughs> <laughs> like we had, we had the episode the terrible twenties a while ago, but let me tell y'all, it just. Your th- I feel like your 30s are probably... Okay, I don't want to say... I don't want to say any decade of your life is going to be the best because you just never know. Yeah. Um, but my 20s has been just trials and tribulations. <laughs> just Definitely trying to survive. It's, it's one of those things where, to me, you're learning what actual life is. Like, your whole entire life, you've learned through, like, books and, like teachers and like people telling and your you what it is yeah you. but then 20s is like where you're like figuring it out for yourself yeah because it's it's a huge change where when you are able to start going to bars by yourself you're able to start you have autonomy the adult world like yeah. the places that you were no that you weren't allowed before you're allowed in now and the fact that you're allowed in those have opened up the door to a lot more things that you didn't know was there yeah you, know? you have full autonomy of your life in your 20s you know you are free to experiment in whatever way that you want whether that be drugs alcohol or jobs or mm. school like there's so much exploration that can happen um and it's like yeah it is you trying to figure out who you are as a person without like your parents, yeah. without authority figures, without teachers, you know, telling you what to do. And you have to learn how to manage your life and your time yeah. and your relationships successfully. And it's hard. And I things happen that, all the time. I think that like before my 20s, I feel like I had a foundation of who I thought I was as a person. So then you were just building off of that foundation. And then once I got to my 20s, I was like, oh, shit. The foundation <laughs> that I was building yes. was, is not... It's not able to like hold or maybe I just want to switch a brick out. But like once you're like you've been building up to this point for so long and now I'm like finally there like with the whole school thing like I was building. I worked so hard to get to that point and then I realized oh shit this is not what I want to do. And Mm -hmm. it's that that was such a big part of who I was as a person that to for the majority of your 20s for the majority of my life. Mm -hmm. So to like. Have to get to the the point where you're like, oh well, this part of me that I thought was like me, <laughs> you're like, it's a lie. Is all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, like that's it. it it's like earth you, shattering. A yeah, because once you once you pull out that brick from that foundation, then everything else tumbles. You got to redo it. Down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what this year was. It was just a lot of like rebuilding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can totally relate to that 100%. Who I thought I was growing up is not who I am now. And I'm so happy for that because that person was not nice. That person was did not give a fuck about anything. That person would fight you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not a good time. Um, but yeah, your 20s are, 
I feel like just years of growth and development and then I feel like once you get into your 30s probably things will be like more chill more stable and then you can start to like fully just like enjoy life instead of just having like shit after shit happen you know mm-hmm. it's, it's just one of those things where you realize that you were on one path and that your friends are on another path and then you're just seeing right what I'm realizing is that I'm seeing a lot of fruits of labor like that are coming to for, for, like fruition for my friends like my mm-hmm. friend just bought a house like my other friend just fucking bought his girl I'm like Mercedes and shit like that like you know like you're just seeing that like people have taken like different paths and their paths are starting to like pay off and it's like well, I've been doing this shit for who knows how long and what... When is mine going to pay off? Where is my payoff? Yeah. yeah. But, so, you know, everyone has a different journey. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I the, I was thinking about this in the shower not too long ago. Love those shower thoughts. I, yeah, I'm like, once I stopped the whole, like, nursing thing, the main thing that I wanted to do was get into a job where even if it's entry level, I can, like, grow. And, mm-hmm. like, the job, like, cares about me. And, like, there's benefits and there's, like... Like you know, it's a it's a job. It's a big boy job. Just 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 because once you're like in there and you're like doing it, nothing else can come of it but like good stuff because you're 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 like learning the job and you're moving up in that company. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I wanted. So I'm super blessed to like have be, gotten that because yeah, I'm be like that's all. I, that's I, I'm pretty sure before I was saying how you don't know what you don't know. And you're going on. And you're trying to look for all these jobs and look for all these companies where you can get in at, but you need experience and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So you can never get in. And it's like, I, I did it. So I'm like, that's, you got through like the hard part, the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing. Um, okay. So the next <laughs> misconception that, um, I think most people have growing up as like kids is that women belong in the kitchen and are oh, having, yeah. supposed to have babies and be a mom and a wife and the men is supposed to be out there working and paying the bills. Yeah. Of course, that's like definitely changed a bunch now. But do you think that... Because do you think that the people should still have those roles in a certain type of way or no? Like you think no. that those roles shouldn't exist at all? Okay, so obviously being a woman, I mean, I'm going to bear the children. Like that's just the way that it is. And so with that comes like okay well I have to breastfeed the kid do you know what I mean so like there is more involvement in that aspect but I uh I feel like the role should still be split you should be waking up and taking care of this baby just as much as I am no, yeah, for sure. and you know what I mean like I, sure I'm the vessel and like the provider of you know nutrition and stuff like that but um I would often see like women with the babies and with the kids with the young kids like all grouped together and then the men out doing whatever they want you know and I'm just like no like you're gonna take the kid today I am doing whatever I want and like you're gonna cook dinner too so do you think that because I just think that naturally like talking about like just natural human physics or whatever the fuck you want to call it physics (laughs) biology yeah human biology women (laughs) women are just naturally more nurturing caring because they're supposed to be yeah yeah so i mean of course i would want the person that i'm with like i'm not saying that i want somebody that's going to be in the kitchen and shit like that but i would still want somebody who's going to be that, that that caring nurturing yeah, well, person you know yeah that's what i said like yeah of course you you'll have that automatic role 
Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to be doing everything and that you're going to be out doing whatever you yeah, want. Yeah. And I'm not going to be like sitting here cooking and cleaning and taking care of the kids while like you come to work and sit down and, and sit on the lazy boy. Cause oh, I yeah, feel like that's, sure, yeah. you know, that's the narrative that yeah. has been like painted or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, of course I love to cook and all that stuff, but that role is not going to fall solely on me. You know what I mean? Like imagine what if I'm making more money than my husband? I'm probably going to be the one going to work if someone has to stay home, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like there's even though things have changed so much, uh, people still look down on men when they are in the mom role, if you will. Do you know yeah, what I mean? The, the stay at home dads. I don't think people really understand the amount of pressure that is on a guy to be like masculine, like because mm-hmm. that is what you're manlyhood sits on your manlyhood sits on your masculinity mm-hmm. so guys who have like naturally higher voices guys who are shorter <laughs> guys who are small feet small hands like it's literally <laughs> I'm not just laughing a... okay sorry i'm not <laughs> laughing because i think that like that those things are um things that make people not manly but also i just think it's funny that that's what you're pointing out because <laughs> i'm like naturally to me, that's what girls look for. Yeah, because I know what you mean. Because yeah. you know, they always like they love big hands, and like they think that if you have big feet, your dick is gonna be big yeah. and all. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, and then dick size also oh, equates yeah. manliness. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure, hundred percent. So it's like that's one of those things. That's like as a guy, <laughs> if you don't, if you haven't like measured your dick before in terms of like, I haven't like took on a ruler and been like, oh, it's exactly this. But I've like, Robert- take, I've like taken my phone. Like oh, you told me to you, put your, you put the TV remote. Oh, the TV remote? Yeah, I'll do shit like that. But I haven't like really been like, oh, let me get a ruler and like see how big it is. Oh, really? Yeah. Just do it. I mean, maybe I will. But I'm like, you I should never... you disappointed? I'm just kidding. <laughs> fucking try. <laughs> That's not one of those things that I've ever like thought about. But like as a guy, it's like... You, got, you have to think about your dick size and then compare yourself to other dicks that you've never even... Like, is my dick normal? Yeah, Like, exactly. you start watching porn and everyone has a big dick and you're like, oh my god. Because <laughs> porn dicks aren't normal. I mean, not they're, always. They're, not always. Yeah. But like there are people with yeah, naturally sure. yeah. like big dicks also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, and it's weird because that's such a big like topic and shit like that. But I've spoken to like girls and they're like, I don't want somebody with like a huge massive dick. Because there's like, um, there are dicks that are small to where, <laughs> oh my gosh, to where like you can't feel it as much. And then there's like this like, gold zone you know like this range Mm -hmm. where it's like okay that's good and then there's like the other half of it where it's like it hurts (laughs) you know what I mean like that shit is busting you open (laughs) so it's like you know there it it all depends on the the girl yeah honestly Mm -hmm. like what she thinks of it because I've heard girls being like I prefer guys with like small dicks because like it doesn't hurt yeah um Anyway, this is a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Another tangent that we done got slipped on over. I feel like, what were we talking about before? Oh, we were talking about fucking roles, right? Gender roles. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. We keep, every time we say something, we go off in a completely... It just, like... It, 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 like, turns into a whole nother conversation. But whatever. That's the point of the podcast shit. Um, But yes. Anyways. If you have small hands, small feet... A small dick, you're short, whatever. It doesn't make you less of a man. It's just really hard. I know, especially for short guys. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't know. 
a wide, just spoken to like, because whenever a guy's short, the first thing he says to you is, I wish I was like tall like you. I've I mean, had I plenty wish of people I was tall say that too. like that. <laughs> but yours doesn't equal like your masculinity. Yeah. If anything, I'm more feminine. Yeah. Yeah. So then like, I guess for, for a girl then, how certain girls have like big muscles or like they just have more manly like Oh, features. like how I have man shoulders? I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, how I'm like built like a linebacker. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, my shoulders are like pretty. They're just like, wide. Yeah, they're broad. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's supposed to be masculine. That's like a masculine trait. Oh, I never even noticed that. Because you know how like guys are supposed to be like an upside down triangle, so like bit broad shoulders, like thin waist. Mm. I'm shaped like that. <laughs> <laughs> so what then? But yeah, it's, I I know it's hard for like other certain girls too because it's like if you just go to the gym and like work out your arms too much, then all of a sudden guys <laughs> are like not into you, you know? Yeah. Because they're like nobody wants. Not, not nobody. That's fucked up. Guys, nine times out of ten, aren't going to date a girl if her muscles are bigger than his. Oh. You know? And it's like, yeah. it's like you shouldn't be punished because you you keep fit and you stay fit and stuff like that. But at the same time, it just, once again... like I think they probably feel threatened. Yeah, because then at that point, you're taking over the masculine role in the relationship. So Whoa, that's a big claim, though. Just because is. Just because you have bigger arms than just your boyfriend? You're like... You're like <laughs> Yo, I think you need to reword that. <laughs> Just because you're like you're like more fit and shit, you know. Like say say somebody, some girl who like works out all the time, whatever, starts dating some guy with like a dad bod. I think that, that happens sh- all the time. Yeah, but I think that like naturally that you see them on the street. That girl naturally takes over. No, that's like, your judgment. One, one, well, I just think that people would think that like, oh, she wears the pants in a relationship. You know, like people have like a, it's a look. judgment. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But I think it's a natural. Judgment. But he can still be like the the take the take on the like manly role that doesn't yeah, automatically mean. saying that he mean. can, but what I'm saying is just naturally you would just assume oh she's definitely wearing the pants in a relationship, you know? Yeah, which is so fucked up. I'm like just because I have man arms <laughs> doesn't mean I don't want chivalry. <laughs> I'm dead. We're gonna get dragged for this one. <laughs> uh, let me see another one. Oh. This is fun. <laughs> Porn is bad. Pleasuring yourself is bad. The pleasuring yourself is for a girl. Like in terms of like yes, it's bad for, it for women. Because mm-hmm. I've never heard of pleasuring yourself bad for a guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're right. Because I know that, you know, when whatever guys start to get to that age of puberty, when they're like discovering themselves and whatever, mm-hmm. masturbating, it's not shocking it's not weird, to like yeah. walk in on your son and find him jacking off yeah. or looking at porn. But God forbid you find a girl <laughs> masturbating, then all of a sudden it's like, Oh my God, don't do that. Don't yeah, do that. You know sure, what I mean? Yeah. And that has translated into like adulthood where, um, the female orgasm is ignored and all that, like the end of sex happens when the guy comes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But like, what about the girls? Yeah. And like, fellas, for sure. Like we know that like, as a, as a guy, you can last long by like, you know, pulling out, doing other things, like doing foreplay and all but that But do you shit. see how it's like guys have to la- have to force themselves not to come? Yeah. But then it's like. I know. Girls take forever. Yeah, it's not as simple. That's why it's like you have to like know when to like put your gas, the gas on the pedal, like take it off. Because it's like once you, I, me personally as a guy, once I like come, I'm like, it's not that I don't have any more sexual feelings. I'm just like, okay, you know, like, all right, well, and it's like, I, don't get me wrong. I still wouldn't mind to like 
you know, make sure that the girl gets hers. But that's why I'd rather it be that she gets hers before, you know? Yeah. Well, okay. So we're totally going off again. <laughs> but anyways, so like growing up, I always thought that it was like a really bad thing to watch porn. So I would like sneak and watch porn. Um, like... <laughs> Like, I would do it when my parents weren't home, mm. and or I would, like, have two windows open so you could, like, switch over quickly or whatever, but I'm like... Oh, oh I'm not, I thought you meant, like, the windows of your room. I'm like, what? Not, oh, I'm sorry. Like, like windows on the, on the computer. laptop, yeah. Mm-hmm, on the computer or whatever, and... um, Yeah, I, I don't think that porn is a bad thing. I, I think that it can help you to understand how sex works a little bit. Obviously, porn isn't, like, extremely realistic with like what goes on in real life but i like for real didn't know that the penis actually went inside the vagina for a while because what do you mean because i thought that like (laughs) when i was younger i thought that like how you had sex was that like you guys would like dry hump each other and then like it would like come on your leg or something like that Somehow the sperm would like crawl up your vagina. Oh, that sounds like a I, scary movie. I didn't movie. know it because I didn't even know that there was a hole. Yeah. So I was like, mind blown <laughs> when I found out because I obviously knew that like the sperm and the egg have to meet, mm. but they never tell you that the penis goes in the vagina. Like in sex, I growing up. Did they ever mention that? No. no. no exactly. Know. So it's like porn isn't a bad thing. You know, it can help kids to explore. And it's like, I'd rather have my kid watch porn and, and like tell me that they did it mm-hmm. rather than making them feel shameful for doing it mm-hmm. or for because like, it's just a natural part of growing up. It's yeah. part of puberty. Like your hormones are fucking raging. Like you're getting into childbearing years. Like this is something that you are curious about. It's something that you want to know about. And it's like they'll walk into their sexual life with better knowledge and better practices, better health. If like there's more of an open conversation uh, when people are young, like let them ask the questions. If, if you catch your kid watching porn, don't like bash them for it you know like it's just it's curiosity i'm like trying to think back on like wasn't the first time i like experienced porn like had i remember i think that mine was like (laughs) (laughs) we were like it was in new jersey and i was like with my like cousins and shit we were like all downstairs in the basement you know doing bad kid shit it was like just late like really really late and HBO softcore yeah. porn yeah. so then like I, I think that was the first time cause like we were like all just like watching <laughs> and then like it would show like tits and shit but they don't ever show like the dick or because like because it's softcore yeah so they're not actually fucking but it's supposed it's implied that they are having sex but it's yeah it's weird cause they're like they're showing like it's so funny that they're like, showing the motion and everything just not the actual well it's like, just so funny that like they're showing all of that but they're not showing the dick but they, they'll show like the, the tits and shit and then very close like the vagina so it's like mm-hmm. it's like that the girl's body is the part that's like okay Open. for everybody to see but then god god forbid you say a dick yeah it's just like in rated r movies you'll see vaginas and you'll see boobs but you hardly ever see penises yeah, that's true hmm? another topic <laughs> um the first time that i like had an experience with porn it's actually a really funny story to me <laughs> So I don't even remember like how old I was, but it was when Twilight came out. Whatever. Mm. That was like the 2000s, right? Yeah, but like. Like 2006, I thought. No, 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 no. Way after that, I think. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't, matter, I don't know. Loki. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but I was a teenager, whatever, and um, 
I was on LimeWire. <laughs> Throwback. Is that LimeWire where you like download music? Download music, yeah. yes. Lime, but you can download, video, I guess, videos and stuff too. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I was on LimeWire trying to download new music to put onto my MP3 player. Mm-hmm. Okay? Damn. That's really <laughs> days. I would spend hours doing that. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. I was trying to download music. And so like Twilight, <clears throat> like the books just came out. And so I just read like twilight and new moon mm-hmm. and i like there's bella's song the one that like edward plays for her or whatever but like the actual song in real life um isn't called that i thought it was called <laughs> the river flows in you <laughs> <laughs> so you know <laughs> lime wire the river flows in you okay i'm gonna download the first one that i see download it And I'm, like, waiting for it to, like, you know, load or whatever. (laughs) Nigga! (laughs) A whole ass porn scene comes up, and they are having sex. And I was, like, I immediately closed it out. And I was, like, oh, my God. Because, like, what it was. It was, like, this guy was, like, they're in, like, this, like, white room, whatever. And the guy was, like, sitting on a chair. And the girl was, like, just, like, bouncing on his dick. And I was, like, oh, my God. (laughs) it's the first time i've ever seen sex i didn't like the penis going in the vagina (laughs) so i like closed out of it super quick and i was like oh my god my heart was like pounding and i felt so guilty you know because i was like oh my god i just like did that but also you went back i went back (laughs) 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 i was i mean of course you gotta go back yeah. I'm curious so it's like I felt bad for a second and then I was like I mean we're yeah, already ar- bust this thing back over real I'm quick like, we're already here <laughs> so I watched it and like you know when you're young and you just feel so horny oh yeah, yeah oh my god it's so crazy so like that was my first experience with it and I felt like addicted like I couldn't I couldn't stop looking at it <laughs> yeah I'm like now that you said that with you like you being so young or whatever I do remember like the first time I like came and it was like the most magical thing in the whole entire world. Oh my gosh, I stuttered. Okay, <laughs> I don't even know if I should say this, but I matured in that way very, very young. Oh, really? Yes. I don't like, know, you know, I people don't... are like, oh yeah, I was like 12, 13. I'm like, T. <laughs> T. <laughs> yeah, I think that the first time was obviously by like accident. I think I was probably like humping a pillow or like a teddy bear or something. Yo, that shit slaps. <laughs> <laughs> My sister, I don't even remember this. <laughs> My sister said that <laughs> the pipe in the bathroom was kind of like broken, like in the bathtub. But I would like pull my vagina up to it. Turn it on. <laughs> Damn, you're into some hardcore shit. <laughs> Tell me how I don't remember though. Like I don't have any memory of doing that. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Mm. I cannot. I cannot have children. Let me me catch my like whatever like child doing some shit like that. It's weird because I think like sometimes kids are gonna do like sexual things and like not even know that there's a sexual thing. You know, because it's natural. Yeah. Because I was like, uh, I was with my friends, and we were at uh, my friend's kid and whatever, and we were at the fucking water park, Volcano, Volcano Bay, and there was like one of those little like turtle things that like shoot water up the top, and she literally like. Spread her legs, vagina, put it on the turtle thing. 
<laughs> and everybody's like, oh, so cute. Okay, stop doing that. Because, <laughs> like, as a kid, you don't know yeah. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You just know that it feels good. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, I'm going to rock with this. Because, like, whatever. How old were you, you think? Uh, I think I was, like, 13. Okay, yeah. So that's usually when people, like, discover. Mm-hmm. I just remember it being, like... Like at first it was just real sensitive, and then it was like, "Oh, this is nice." But then it's it's like in my mind still to this day there is no like a feeling that's like that first yes. feeling. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes, it's so true. Yeah. The first time, or like even just like when you like as a, as um like a young person doing that because like it's so new. Yeah. And your hormones are going like so crazy that I yes I because the more you do it for me as a, like a guy I'm like you get desensitized. Becomes, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that's why some people are like don't watch porn because then it'll desensitize you from mm. like sex. Yeah. And you won't enjoy it as much. I think India said that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she did. Yeah. yeah, she did say that. Um, let's see. Another misconception. So I think that a good one to end on um, would be the fact that when you grow up, you think that you are invincible. Yeah. And I think everyone has that idea growing up. Yeah, I definitely would say that for sure I believe that. it was. It's not even that I believed that I was invincible. It was just I thought that shit wouldn't happen to me. It's just because when you're young, like you don't really have that many health problems. And yeah. because you have your parents <clears throat> guiding you through things, like bad things, you aren't really noticing bad things if bad things are happening. You know, mm. you're protected, you're sheltered. And so, you know, you, you kind of almost don't realize that your parents were kids once or yeah. like people who died were kids once or mm-hmm. people, you know, people who are old, your grandparents were kids once, yeah. you know? And I think it's just, it's been a lot of now that I'm getting to the age where shit has happened to people that I do know. It makes me realize I'm not invincible because this kid I went to high school with, this is, I think this is the biggest time where I'm like, okay, I'm not invincible. He was partying on a boat, you know, doing his thing, drinking, having a good time or whatever. And I guess that he like, jumped off the boat it was just swimming you know in the water and then a boat came by and hit him and like fucking cracked his neck and like he died instantly and i'm like yeah and it was somebody that like i like talked to like you know we weren't like really good friends or anything but But i would say that i had an interaction yeah well like we had positive interactions a lot of them it's just that we weren't like close close close, but i'm like it's somebody that i spoke to so when somebody like so close to you like dies i think that brings into your reality that like Life is short. Yeah, they're it in your, they're in your space. They're in your mm-hmm. circle. Like, and I think that the older we get, the more we'll probably keep experiencing things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I remember the first time I like experienced death. I guess was that my great aunt. She was shot and killed on Good Friday. Like her and her friends, like coming home from church, were shot, and I didn't understand like what that meant in a way I knew she was never gonna like I knew my mom was really upset about it and I knew she was never gonna come back but I couldn't feel mm-hmm. that sadness because I don't think I could fully grasp yeah. it um I still don't think I know how to grasp like death like you know it's such a hard thing yeah. to to like put your head around um you know when pulse happened you know I knew two of the people that died in pulse and that that was very um, grounding. You know what I mean? To be like, wow, you just never know 
what's gonna happen mm-hmm. you know um i mean obviously like going out to party you don't think that anything like that's gonna happen yeah. and like what's what was even more scary to me i think was that like latif was gonna go mm-hmm. you know what i mean like they always it was latin night when that happened and they always they work with him and um, they would always like invite him to go with them and he is such a homebody he always like says no but he like almost went I'm like what yeah that's I the, couldn't that's imagine the that I'm, like scared not scared but like not ready to experience is somebody like close you know because oh, I'm like obviously it's gonna happen it's gonna happen so I don't even feel like even saying it because I feel like it's putting it onto the universe you know what I mean that's how afraid of it I am yeah like, I, I cannot think about that at all. Like, my grandfather died, too, um, and that was sad, but my mom didn't... She tried to shelter us from it as much as she could because he lived with us, um, and he had a stroke, but she didn't, like, she didn't let us go to the funeral and stuff like that, and I wanted to so bad, but I think it's better that I didn't because I couldn't imagine, like... It's just different when you think that it's going to be fine and then you see a dead body and it's not fine. Yeah, I think my first real funeral that I went to, my cousin um, had a baby. He was like two. And um, it was one of those things where they had a pool in the backyard. Everybody thought that the other person was watching the kid. The kid opened up the door. He was was able to walk. So he opened up the door, walked into the pool and drowned. And like me and my family went up there and like, I remember there's like a certain song. It's a Kirk Franklin song, I Smile. And every time I hear that song, I'm like, Mm. just, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Just, I, the feelings of that day, like come back, you know? And it's just so, the fact that he was just so young and like, it caused a lot of turmoil and like my, that side of my family, because you know, you were supposed to be watching him. No, you were supposed to be watching him. But it's like at that time, like he's, he's gone already. So yeah, you guys blaming each other aren't going to, it's not going to bring him back. Mm -hmm. But that was like the first funeral I've been to. And I like saw his body and everything. I was just. I think it was just numb because I still not really good with emotions. So I don't, I don't, I don't remember crying or anything, but I do just remember, uh, feeling empty. And that song, that song, whenever you first go to a funeral, like, I don't know if this is normal, but that song just kept playing over and over and over again. Oh, wow. So like, it was just. So it definitely like ingrained it in the experience. Yeah. Oh man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I haven't, as a, an adult. Even as a teenager, I hadn't, I have not been to a funeral or anything like that. Um, I just don't like how definite it is. The fact that they're just never gonna come back, you know, mm-hmm. and you can never say anything. Like that makes my chest tight. I can't imagine not being able to say to communicate you know not even like in the way that it's like they respond to you but just to know that they hear you and you know of course if you believe in god and heaven and stuff like that you can think about okay well if i say it they'll hear it but it's just the the, i just can't you Mm -hmm. know just to know how definite it is and you can never take it back just really bugs me yeah and that just makes you think about like, cause I didn't even know the kid. The first time I met the kid was at the funeral. So like, this is somebody who I've never. Oh, the, even, the little boy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is somebody I've never like met. I've seen pictures of him and stuff like that. But it's like, first time I'm meeting him, he's like, you know, like in that position. And it's there, just yeah. like one of those things where I like, how? I guess that's why you strive to have every interaction with the, your loved ones be a positive one, cause it's just like you said, like. What happens if something like happened to me or happened to you and then like our last interaction was like a negative one, you know, like 
that's why people i i know some couples like don't go to bed mad and mm-hmm. stuff like that because like what if you just like don't wake up yeah. and don't let someone leave like on a bad note mm-hmm. you know it's obviously hard <clears throat> because i mean if you're in an argument i'm like get the fuck out yeah. <laughs> but also like what if they never come back you know what i mean say what you need to say tell the people that you love that you love dams mm-hmm. you know all them things <laughs> it's just been a, this has been a lot of emotions this podcast man I know you know we're always we're just always all over the place all over the talks about place. sex ends with death <laughs> hope you guys enjoy this episode <laughs> this is another episode of R&B it's crazy that people are listening to us every single episode I'm still like wow I know like, I you forget. guys are still reaching out still sending messages still being like yo we love this shit and we're like what? You sure? <laughs> <laughs> so we couldn't finish this episode without uh, bringing up the whole Jacob Blake thing. Um, I don't really feel like going into the story. I feel like everybody already knows. It's just 2020 has been shit. And this is just another thing to like top it off. And It's just another example. Of- yeah. I'm really proud of the uh, NBA for, you know, this is huge. They're the playoff season. And for them to be like, we're not playing because of that is huge like some that's somebody who's in a famous high position deciding that they're done with the bullshit yeah and it's just first for a man to get shot seven times by the police in his back i mean if you guys were ignorant to like police brutality before now i think that this is really what will change your mind Mm -hmm. to acknowledge that Seven times, and not to mention he was back, he was breaking up a fight, breaking not up a fight, fight yeah. not even doing anything wrong, mm-hmm. getting into his car. What do you know what I mean? So I mean, obviously, this is a horrible situation. Thank God he's still alive. He probably won't ever walk again. But if anything. This is going to be a positive to shed light on police brutality and about the reform that needs to happen in this country um, because this shit cannot keep happening. Yeah, and it was so it's so weird because I was talking to my friends about it yesterday and one of my friends, Q, he's a black guy and he was just saying how like this is why he doesn't put himself in other people's business. He was mm-hmm. like that guy was trying to do the right thing. He was trying to help them, trying to break up the fight and look what look look what he, look what he got. Look what happened as a result. So he's like whenever people are like fighting, he tries to like look the other way or go the other way or whenever there's like a dangerous situation instead of helping his main idea is to like get out of there. And it's like that's sad that we can't like It's the it's like the bystander effect too, you know? Yeah. Like you you think that because like oh, well, I don't want to, like, get involved in it, but, like, there's so many other people around that, like, they'll get involved with it and then no one gets involved with it. Well, for us, I don't even think it's the bystander effect. I think it's I want to get involved with it, but if I do, I have a potential of losing my life. Yeah. So it's like, he, we, we can't even do something good without having the risk of losing your life in the process. Like, that's something I would do if I saw, if I saw somebody fighting. I would try to stop it and try to, like, break it up. And I get that the cops are trying to, like, talk to him, but... And the times that we're in now, of course he didn't want to deal with the cops. Yeah, he and was it just, there to try to stop something from happening. Like, yeah, I understand that he was like walking away from them, yeah. whatever. But how does how do you start shooting someone? It's not like he was attacking them. They said afterwards that they found a knife in his center console. But I'm like, either way, okay, either way, yeah, that's not a reason to shoot, shoot someone seven, seven times. times. And, his, and after you found it, like what? And his kids were in the back seat. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh. So they witnessed his their father die that's 
Well, he, he didn't die. Well, witness him get shot. Yeah, yeah, they probably thought he died. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Terrible, man. I'm like, I'm like, do I even need to tell you guys to do better? Do I even need to? <laughs> I feel like we've just had so many episodes where this message has just been over and over and over again. And I'm, it just shows you what 2020 is. like. 20- it's not even 2020, though. It's yeah. just like... It's, it's just been so back, back to back now, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just highlighted more in the media, yeah. you know. Uh, okay, well, if you guys got this far, thank you. <laughs> this episode was crazy. <laughs> Uh, but I know you guys are obviously seeing that we are not uploading on Friday. Um, just like we said, due to just like schedule conflicts and all of that. And um, with Robert having a new job, it just makes more sense for us to post on Tuesdays, we feel like. Mm-hmm. And so this new episode is going to come out on Tuesday. So hello, Tuesday. Hey, Tuesday. <laughs> hey, Tuesday. <laughs> um, this is going to be our normal upload day from now on, unless something else changes we're going to keep you guys updated with it, but this is what we feel like would work best for us yes. to have the amount of time necessary for us to record and edit and do everything necessary instead of rushing to put up an episode um, at the end of the week. Mm. The beginning of the week is more feasible. Yes, for sure. So guys, if you like our podcast and you um, enjoyed our episode, make sure to share the episode, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. Give us a review. Tell your friends about us. Help us to continuous, continuously keep growing. Yes, for sure. And uh, we really do appreciate all those messages. So keep them coming, man. I know. I love waking <laughs> up to that shit, man. I'm like, people like us. Um, but anyways, guys, um, check out our website, rmbpodcast.com. If you want to check us out on Instagram, um, our handle is the official underscore RNB. My Instagram handle is BRVTT. And mine is Rob Bates, R O B B A T E S S. Thank you so much for listening. Mm, bye. Bye.